1450 Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Alrighty, folks, welcome back in after a quick, quick timeout. It is 8.13 as we kick off the action line and I uh, wanted to make a quick mention. Happy birthday to Cynthia Wilson. I think we left her off the list. We just got that call uh, right before we got going for the birthday announcements and I wanted to make sure Cynthia Wilson, uh, we announced her and that was from your friends and family, Cynthia. So have a wonderful, wonderful birthday weekend. Uh, our first guest this morning on the action line, Lindsay Frierson from Paws. Lindsay, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on and uh, getting up early with us this morning. So I uh, thought this would be a very timely topic as Christmas is just two weeks away. So two weeks from now, everybody's going to be under the Christmas tree and uh, traveling and maybe making that big breakfast or big lunch for Christmas and trying to figure out their plans for the holidays. And well, often people will uh, look to pet adoption this time of the year. So I wanted to bring in uh, Lindsay from Paws to talk about that and kind to talk about the pet adoption process, what do we need to know, um, some tips, some facts, some things that uh, you'd learn if you if you work at Paws and you're there for, for a season or two. Maybe we'll have some tips for you for a, a new pet owner. But uh, Lindsay, I wanted to just first start off and ask you how things have been, what's Paws looked like this year. It's been kind of a crazy year for all of us, but uh, you guys, amongst many, have, have figured out a way to push through and, and do what you guys do. So give us a, a quick rundown. How has is, how is 2020 treated you guys and, and what looks different now than maybe this time last year? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's definitely been an interesting year. Um, We've been, I would say, we've been pretty fortunate. Um, The one unique situation with a lot of animal shelters is a lot of when everything started happening and people started, you know, shutting down and things like that, um, there was worries of, okay, we're going to get just an influx of animals coming in because people are losing jobs or things are happening. Um, Although we did see that minimally. What we saw a lot, actually, is that since people are staying at home and have a little bit more time at home, we actually saw more people coming in and saying, actually, I have the time to invest in a pet and have a pet in my home. So we've been fortunate that we've actually done um, a few adoptions, um, and we've had months where people come in and then, hey, where, where are the dogs? You know, we've had a lot of animals, and we've also had, um, I feel that we've had a little bit of an increase in um a reclaims as well from owners. Um, we've really been pushing to make sure that we get pets back to their to their owners. Um, and additionally, we've had great support from the community to help us provide food assistance. So again, there's people that just simply couldn't provide food for their pets. They didn't want to give up their pets. They just needed kind of help during these times. So the community was awesome in assisting us to be able to do that. Um, so outside of those those obstacles, um, of course, we've had to you know up sanitation and. Um, we do follow the mandate, so masks are required when you enter the building, you know, making sure that we're social distancing, um, having to think of some unique ways to spread out staff members and different things like with the public. But um, so as you said, we're, we're pushing through and we just kind of take every day at a time. But we've been very fortunate that we are seeing great adoptions and um, great support from the community. And when you say a reclaim pet, do you mean like a lost dog, lost cat that would, that would then come back to you guys then to find the owner? 
Yeah, so when we say reclaim, that's um, uh, owner was able to find their pet and come and get their pet and take it back home. Well, that is, is in a, you know, in a way, there's there's a silver lining there. You mentioned a lot of pets or, you know, people come in, they say, we're all the dogs. You say, well, people have adopted them. And, you know, so many people working from home now, you make a good point that, you know, that'd be that'd be a great time to, to maybe have a pet. And, you know, you need you need those maybe the first year or two. You really got to be with them so often. And, and this could be a good time for that and, uh, you know, a good time to think about that. Why is it important to adopt? I, I know, you know, there's so many animals that uh, people will go buy. Uh, from a litter of dogs or a litter of cats, but you know, so many times when we've we've adopted many dogs throughout my childhood, um, and I've, I've always you know had had great luck doing so. But why is it important to adopt? Absolutely. Um, obviously, throughout the nation, there's animals everywhere, and it's no secret that there's many shelters that there's some animals being euthanized due to space reasons. We're very fortunate that we um, do not do that. We've been working really hard to bring in programs and um, different things like that to um, give us different options, rescue partners and things like that. So unless it's a major medical or behavior issue, you know, there's there's no really need to euthanize an animal. Um, however, that's not always the case for other shelters. So it's very important to adopt an animal because there's just many of them in shelters everywhere, especially in the South. You see higher numbers of animals, many cat population, things like that. So I would definitely say there's all, there should always be an animal somewhere in a shelter, even if it's not through the PAW shelter. Currently, we have rescue partners that we work with that are local, that have that are foster-based, um, and there's, there's animals that, that need home. So I would say start there first. There's absolutely got to be a pet that would be a right fit for you. All righty. And do you guys feel like you see a influx of adoptions this time of the year compared to other times of the year? I'm just thinking out loud for Christmas time and um, for the holidays. You know, you, you, it's cliche, but you think about a kid opening a box and there's a puppy dog and he pops out and that's, you know, his first dog. Uh, but does that happen? Is that is that accurate? So I would say we get a, a larger amount of inquiries from the public during this time of year because, you know, you see all the movies and you see things that show, you know, cute puppies popping out of boxes and things like that. (laughs) Um, What people don't think about is that that puppy, that's a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. So what we do, um, we say, hey, think of a creative way to maybe gift an animal to someone. Instead of just picking out an animal and giving it directly to them, try to include them in that process because animals... um, they have certain people that they like that they don't like. You may be gifting a cat or a certain type of pet to someone that actually is allergic or um, they can't have that where they live. So those are things that we say. We've told people, hey, once you get make up a cool holiday certificate for them and say, hey, I am going to you know, pay for the pet adoption for you. Again, include them in the process. Bring them to the shelter and make sure that it's a great fit for them with the pet that they're picking out. Um, that is a more creative way and appropriate way to quote unquote gift a pet to someone because again you just gotta you gotta make sure that people understand it is a lifetime commitment and you know i think that's one of those tricks you uh you see in hollywood as they open up but you know you can't keep a puppy in a box <laughs> overnight when you're waiting for christmas in the morning so i was think about that when i said i think that's one of their there's their little tricks they uh, they do to kind of make it fun but um the the certificate is a great idea you can come in on your own time you bring the whole family up there and say we're going to go pick out a dog or a cat let's all go do this together and um you know i'm thinking the last time we adopted a dog as a family you go in there and there's a couple dogs and you sit down and maybe one of the dogs comes right to you and he lays in your lap and you think well this is the one or a cat or, or a similar process so uh, i love the idea of bringing the family in and, and having everybody kind of do that together and just to see what animal kind of kind of comes to you what we you know what works and like you mentioned animals are different with everybody so um you know that that could be a, a great way to to find that next match uh lindsey frierson our guest this morning on the action line and we're talking about pet adoption at pause and well this is an important time of the year for that as she mentioned uh you know, something you think about during the holidays is, is how do we get that unique gift or how do we maybe get that first gift for the new family? And this is, you know, certainly a great way to do so. You mentioned uh, to, to do so responsibly, and that's one of the ways is maybe to come in as a family to pick out animals. 
But I, I would also think maybe early January, February, um, people that get these pets and they adopt these pets, sometimes maybe a month goes by and they say, what have I done? You know, And it happens. They say, my apartment complex doesn't allow this. I work five days a week. This dog's chewing everything up. What are some things that you see, and I'm sure you see it every year, that you say, maybe this is something to think about. If you're going to get an animal, X, Y, Z, these are some things you should check off a list to make sure, again, it's a lifetime um, you know, investment for that animal to come to your family. You don't want to just return them. What are some things that, that people do that uh, maybe they get caught up and they say, you know, this is something I uh, should have thought about a month ago before I brought this animal home. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it is a lifetime commitment. So those are things to think of. Think of, um, hey, I have a puppy now, but what about when they get bigger? We have some people that may adopt a breed and not think about, oh, this is a large size breed. It's now 20 pounds, but it can be 80 or more in a second. So wait, I have an apartment or I have a certain setup. Is this appropriate for the type of pet that I'm looking to adopt? We do sometimes see um, after the new year, as you mentioned, people come back and, and tell us, hey, my friend just gave me this dog as a gift and I didn't really want it or I didn't, you know, I wasn't prepared for this. So again, that's why it's best to kind of include that person that you're wanting to have a pet in the process because they may, there's some people that um, have received pets that weren't even wanting a pet. Their friend just thought it would be a good idea to, to give them a pet. So those are things to think about. Again, you know, what, what stage are you looking for? Do you want an adult? Are you okay with doing potty training? Um, the breeds is a really big thing because unfortunately there is a lot of apartments and places that do not allow certain breeds. So you know, how big is this pet going to get? Those are things that, of course, we're happy to help um, educate you and make sure that you have the right match. But it's very good to do kind of your own research to see what type of pet is going to be best for you in your home before you commit to adopting a pet. What kind of costs are available, uh, included rather, for uh, maybe a dog or a cat? Uh, shots. Shots are something you need every year. We mentioned food. Um, you know, flea collars, tick collars, things like that. Is that something people will, will come back to you and say, you know, maybe we just can't afford the animal and this isn't something that, you know, we thought of? We do get a lot of people that say, oh, uh, something happened to my animal. I can't cover that medical co- that medical cost. So, you know, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's a lifetime commitment. So things can happen. Accidents can happen. They may, you know, nick their paw a little bit. Or as they get older, there's medical issues that arise. Um, you could find out that they have allergies to certain things so anything can happen with the pet so again those are things to think of um there is low cost low cost clinics here like banfield i'm sorry not banfield like beasley's um, humane clinic Mm -hmm. in murfreesboro there's also um online lots of services that you can look at that help with offset medical costs and things like that there's um, actually pet insurance now that you can get for your pet to kind of help you with costs um, as things happen um, but yes, and although we start people off with the everything basic for the animal, they're going to be already spayed or neutered, have their rabies shot that's good for a year. They're going to get front line to kill off any fleas or ticks or just prevent fleas or ticks for at least a month. So there's things that we, we start to get them set. But again, after that time frame, you as a new pet owner is going to be responsible to continue to care for them and give them everything that they need. Well, I thought it would be important to, to kind of go through some of those things because, you know, when I, when I think when I, about once a month, I think about adopting a dog. I just don't have a space for it, but it's just a human reaction. You see a dog and you want the dog. You want that cute little cat. Um, so, you know, that we've talked about some of the reasons why maybe things just to think about before you adopt, things that maybe, you know, could be troublesome in a couple months. Um, there, there are so many families and so many people that are great fits for animals, and uh, I wanted to ask you about the adoption process. If somebody's listening right now and they say, well, we got the space, uh, you know, we know we want the dog. We got the time. We got we can afford the dog. Um, what does the process of adoption look like? Is this two weeks, two hours? Uh, what What is that all about? 
it can be a pretty brief process. Um, we have different ways that you can adopt an animal. Since we know that many of the strays that come into our shelter um, may not have an owner or the owner just for whatever reason is not going to come in and reclaim the animal, what we do is we do take pre-applications on some of the strays that come in that we see that this animal is going to be a be good fit for our home. Um, so we go ahead and take pre-applications. We do let them know ahead of time that there is a good chance the owner does come in to reclaim, but this is kind of preparations to make sure that we already have homes lined up for the pet. And we start with two applications for that. After that, we just see how it goes with those two applicants. And then, of course, if neither applicants choose to adopt, then the dog, the dog or cat goes back up for public adoption and we start taking applications. In that application process, it's basically like a brief interview that we do with you in person um, that we just ask about your home life. We go over information about the pet. Again, try to educate you about the breed and what, what it may look like in the future for this pet. Try to gauge with you, make sure it's going to be the right fit for you. Um, if you have other pets in the home, mainly like cats and dogs, we do have to make sure that they're current on a rabies vaccine because we're sending a, a pet that's current on the rabies vaccine. We want to make sure that they're safe as well as your pets. Um, and then we also also, um, if you do have a dog and you're adopting a dog, one dog could be friendly to one dog, but not like the other dog. So we do um, now require meet and greets for your dog. So um, all this is listed on our adoption page for people to reference under um, the adoption policy page of our website. Just so you can kind of check that checklist, make sure you bring everything that's appropriate. But that's kind of the, the basics. So um, unless if you're, if you're pre-applying for a pet, it may be a few days to a week before you come in and actually meet that pet because we do have to hold, make sure there's not an owner around. But if you're adopting a pet that's already available for adoption on the adoption floor, it's already been held, or maybe it was under surrender to us and signed off and now it's, you know, belongs to us, then you could um, potentially go home with that pet same day if you have all the paperwork and everything that you need. Okay, so if somebody was looking to uh, adopt around Christmas time, and we've talked about maybe a, a good second plan would be to get that certificate, uh, talk with you guys. If somebody was to say... Uh, hey, this is an animal we really want, but we don't want to take it home. We want it to be here for Christmas. We want to open that certificate, maybe come in the day after Christmas or come in that next week. Um, can somebody do that? Can they maybe put a reserve on an animal, for lack of a better term, and say, this is the dog we want. Can we come back in two weeks and pick it out with the family together? So due to high demand and many people are wanting to see pets, that's not something that we can do at this time. It's just a little difficult to basically, quote, unquote, hold animals for numerous people. Uh, we just get a lot of demand. So if it's not one that is being held on stray hold, if it's available to the public, then we just have to take applications as they come in. And again, um, as soon as we approve someone, that pet can go home same day. So if you see a pet that is currently available for adoption, maybe talk with your family about having an early Christmas present um, because that animal can go home to someone else if we receive an approved application during that time. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Liz, Lindsay Frierson is our guest this morning from Pause, and as we have just a couple minutes here, we're going to get to some listener questions briefly. Um, wanted to ask you again as well about, you know, for the adoption process, you mentioned meet and greet. You mentioned bringing maybe your dog in or your cat in to kind of see if they get along well. And you mentioned animals, you know, are, are kind of tricky in that way. Sometimes they just don't like certain animals or certain breeds are different. Um, but what does that look like? Do they need to schedule an appointment for that? And if, you know, if somebody's coming in for an adoption process, do they need to pick out the animal first and then do the meet and greet? Is that how that would work? They would find the animal they would want and then maybe that day or the next day bring in their animal to kind of mingle and see if they get along? So, again, depends on which, which animal that they're applying for. If they're applying for one that's not currently available yet, that's on that stray hold, mm. and that we're taking pre-applications, you can just go ahead and apply, and then we'll let you know the day and continue to follow up with you on when you come in to actually bring your dog. Um, if you do look online and you see that it's a pet that is currently already available for adoption, go ahead and prepare to bring your dog in. Again, if you're adopting a dog, if you're adopting a cat, you don't have to bring your dog. We have ways to kind of gauge and see if how those things are going to work in the home, mainly dog, dog-to-dog meet and greet. 
rights. Um, but if you see a dog that's already available for adoption and you have a dog or dogs at home, go ahead and prepare to bring them in. Helpful to bring a friend or someone else to help you with those. And then we have a, a private kind of separate area, a little bit quieter area that staff will assist um, to see how those dogs might do. Wonderful, wonderful. And I take a second to brag on you guys because I love, and this is something I'm, I'm learning is, um, you know, your guys' goal would be to find these animals' homes. But not in any case. It has to be the right fit. And I, I think that's pretty great that, you know, you guys need to, you know, feed these animals, take care of these animals. And the goal on the surface might be let's get these animals into homes. Let's, you know, keep them moving. But if it's not the right fit, it doesn't work. Right. And we don't have um, a lot of people ask us a lot. We don't have any time periods for how long they'll be on the adoption floor. We've we've had pets that have unfortunately stayed there for months and we finally found them that perfect home. Just one of those dogs that just had certain things. They weren't they needed someone that was going to be willing to train them and do some extra things with them. Maybe a dog that didn't like other dogs. So it was tricky to find someone that that home would be a right fit. So absolutely. We do want to you know get them to homes. And there is, you know, that that scare sometimes that, hey, we're going to fill up and things like that. But if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit because we don't want an animal to come back and you know and that stress on the person and the animal we want to try to just make sure that we're finding the best home possible for all animals that come in our care all righty well we had a couple listener questions come up Lindsay. if you want to tackle those and uh, appreciate again your time this morning uh somebody was asking about older dogs and you know a lot of times you'll hear that younger dogs and puppies and kittens are they're going to get adopted first this is at least what i've heard um and sometimes the older dogs they'll sit there and people will say we don't want an older dog because you know we want a puppy we want the full experience what would you say to somebody who's adopting and say you know some of these older dogs maybe they're potty trained um, and, you know, some of the cool dogs you find are, are some of these older dogs. They're, you know, kind of relaxed, and they could maybe be a great fit for, for somebody's situation. Maybe not every situation, but, um, you know, somebody living on their own or somebody who's a little older that might not want to potty train. They don't want their remotes getting chewed up for a year, all that stuff that comes with a puppy. Why, why not an older dog? So an older dog, and maybe I'm a little biased, I, I love senior pets. Um, and I was, when I first started working here, definitely one of those people that were like, you know, I think I would want a younger dog. But now I'm, I'm pretty sure when, I, when I'm ready to get my next dog, I'll probably get an older dog. Because like you said, um, there's less that you have to do there. Some people worry, well, hey, they might have bad habits and things like that. Typically, that's not always the case. They, they're really good dogs. And normally the older pets have been in a home already so you don't have to worry about them potty training and things like that um the older they get there may be you know you have to do think about hey what medical things could could come up we do also receive older pets that already are experiencing some things like arthritis and things like that but there i mean there's communities on facebook for people that have senior pets that support and tell you where to go and what you can do for those pets we recently had a 14 year old lab that was adopted and he was one of my favorite pets i've seen in the many years i've worked there he was just very nice he still kind of wanted to play a little bit but he was very calm he loved cats everybody dogs he was just like the perfect pet if you just wanted an all-around pet Mm -hmm. and he was 14 that was the only that was the only thing that worried people but he finally found a home and um it's it's going great so definitely consider seeing your pet just meet them don't think as much about the age just think about how the dog is um currently in their state but of course do keep in the back of your head that you do have to think about you know medical things that typically arise as they get older but otherwise senior pets are awesome and i think many people should consider them and you know 14 is old for a dog but you hear those stories uh, we had a, one of our first animals uh, was 19 in human wow. years not even in dog years and it was an 80 pound dog and uh, that dog was bulletproof it actually had, in two separate occasions was was hit by a car and never really had any issues it was uh called a superman dog that dog that dog lasted forever but when you think of you know adopting an older dog and um you know it's not you know 14 isn't old for a dog but you know dogs especially certain breeds will you know you can get a couple of years out of these dogs and 
Um, you know, 14 is even a little bit on the on the older side, but I'm sure you guys have animals six, seven, eight, nine years old that people would say, no, those are older dogs. We're going to look at puppies, but you can get a decade out of these dogs. Absolutely. Like you said, you you know, you, you get to skip a lot of those headaches that come with the puppy, although fun, um, you know, different situations for different households and, and different people's needs. So uh, one of the other questions we had this morning come up was asking about uh, assistance for food. And you mentioned that to start the show. Talk about that. If somebody's at home and they got cats and dogs and maybe they're struggling a little bit this time of the year, what do they need to do um, to see what's available for them? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we do have awesome people in the community that um, constantly donate food to us. Um, we primarily use certain certain brands of food to try to keep our pets on um, a good routine with their stomachs and things like that. So everything extra that we receive typically goes towards our food assistance program, where if someone um, that lives in Rutherford County is needing assistance with their cat or dog, sometimes we have other types of um, pet food, but typically cat and dog, then just come in. You need to bring your ID. We have a quick waiver that you just need to sign, understand that it is donated food that you're receiving. And we just load that up for you and um, allow you to have that and get that home. And of course, you may have to come back, you know, a couple times later, months down the, down the line, and that's understandable. Uh, this is just something to kind of help supplement and support you. In Absolutely. These times. And if somebody is uh, shopping and they, they come across some cheap dog food, cat food, uh, maybe there's a sale going on. Maybe it's, you know, buy three bags, get one free. Can they just come and talk to you guys with donations and, and kind of bring those in? Is there certain things that you can't take? Obviously, things that are open in, in that sense. But um, is that is that an option? Yeah, we actually can accept open food. Um and because we do some of our rescue groups will still use that. Um, and if, if you are putting it in, if it's no longer in the original packaging, it is helpful if you label it so we know what, what it is. But we will accept that, um, you know, as long as it's not soiled, something like that, that would be a concern. We'll accept pretty much anything like that. And, again, because it goes towards our food assistance program, um, you can bring it by during our business hours. But we also have a covered area that you can drop it off even before or after business hours because we always have someone around that can bring those things in and get it where it needs to be. Wonderful. And then it's treats, toys, things like that. Is that Absolutely. something you guys need as well? Yeah. And right now, directly, of course, we, we constantly always want to receive food donations for our pet assistance program. Um, I, I, we see more dog food than cat food. So if anyone would like to consider um, trying to supplement the food assistance program, I would say litter and cat food, um, dry food mostly is very needed at this time. But we're also um, have, have recently launched a foster program for um, puppies and cats that come in without their moms and they need someone to kind of help supplement them and make sure they continue to stay strong. It's safer for them to be in a home. So we're also looking for donations towards that program as well. And we do have a wish list currently up on our website under the how to help tab of the paws.rutherfordcountytn.gov website. So if you're looking for something else to donate, anything that would support the foster program, like feeding kits and bottles and things like that for those young neonate puppies and kittens are also very helpful. Wonderful. And then thinking out loud, blankets, newspaper, kitty litter, also things that, that I'm sure you guys come across that you need. Yes, absolutely. All righty. Uh, last listener question that came up is we're just about out of time here. Somebody was asking about uh, what happens if you see a stray animal. And I was and I was thinking about that. That's an interesting question. Obviously, you'd want to you'd call pause or uh, call somebody. But in the moment, if you see a dog kind of kind of running, you don't know if he's belonging to somebody. Maybe he's two houses down because sometimes you just don't know. And that owner will come out and the dog will run back home. Um, but what do folks need to know as far as when to call, when's appropriate to call? And, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to see if the dog has a collar, if he could bite, and, you know, you just don't know. So what, what would you guys say? Absolutely. Those are all great questions because you definitely want to proceed with caution. Um, sometimes a friendly dog just comes running up to you, and it's, you can tell that it's a friendly dog and that it's safe to try to contain the dog. Um, if you see tag with identification on it, um, if you feel comfortable to bring it to a local vet, we do have things that we, we do work with local vets on um, getting pets 
brought back to their owners and to the shelter if needed. Um, sometimes those vets can scan for a microchip, and you may be able to get the owner directly from that from that moment in time um that helps the animal and the owner because they don't have to come into the shelter the pet doesn't have to come into the shelter that can be kind of scary um for the pet they can go straight to their owner but also it does help the shelter because we we are constantly receiving you know hundreds of animals a month coming into the shelter so um if again my first tip would be if you're comfortable if it seems like it's a friendly animal maybe going to local vet to see if it can be scanned for a chip to see if there is an owner if there's tag identification contact paw so we can give you the owner information again if you see Animal that you're not sure if you should handle um, give us a call here at the shelter we do get numerous and numerous calls especially this time of year so you may have to leave us a message but we're constantly pulling those messages constantly taking phone calls so we can send an animal control officer out to see if they can contain the animal or pick the animal up from you um, we do take animals into the shelter directly but because you know for the safety of the staff for the people bringing it in and the animals that is on an appointment base so if you are wanting to bring an animal to the shelter you just need to call our pet resources line so we can make proper arrangements you know, we don't, 20 kittens coming at one time is going to be a little difficult um, for the staff and, and the animals itself. So that's why we have. We have different options. Um, and also sometimes when you find a dog and maybe just case the neighborhood, we have a lot of people that say, you know, they call us and say, never mind. Ten minutes later, the owner was out looking for it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, and we've looked back at our records, sometimes the owner was literally right there when we came to pick up an animal or when someone left to bring it to us, the owner was out there looking for it. So maybe just give some time, if possible, to see if you can reunite an owner back with its pet. All righty. Lindsay Frierson, our guest this morning for the Action Line, the first half of the Action Line. And, uh, Lindsay, I wanted to turn it over to you for the final few minutes. Anything we're missing this morning? Any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, again, final thoughts. Um, we have recently lo- launched our foster program. We're starting with just young kittens and puppies at this time. Um, if you say that kittens and puppies are not really for you, do contact us. We may be able to get you in contact as a foster for our rescue partners that help us get other age animals that have like maybe a behavior or medical issue that just needs to be assessed outside the shelter. Um, But mainly right now, if you are willing to bring in a kitten or a puppy into your home to help kind of supplement men and get them where they need to be until they're able to come back into the shelter old enough and strong enough to be adopted, please give us a call or email us because we'd love to have you be a part of our foster program. If that's not something for you, again, please consider donating items towards the foster program. That can be found on our Amazon wish list or again, a PDF wish list on our How to Help tab of the PAWS website. Fantastic. Lindsay, thank you very, very much this morning. You've been helpful and uh, answered some listener questions for us and uh, always appreciate your time. So uh, if you're looking to adopt this year, give them a call and uh, just see what's out there. And if you know, you're know you out there Christmas shopping, if you're an animal lover, if you see some, some dog food, some cat food, blankets, kitty litter, things like this, you mentioned hundreds of animals a month coming through that shelter. That's eye-opening. People that have two or three dogs know how much upkeep that is. Now multiply that by 70. Um, and that's each month. So, you know, something to think about with these guys. A uh, great group of folks over at Pause. So, Lindsay, we appreciate your time. Uh, have a wonderful Christmas. And uh, if you guys need anything, we're here for you. Thank you. Sounds good. We really appreciate it. All righty. Coming up next on the Action Line, we're going to talk with the Center for the Arts. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about their Christmas plans. As we're just a couple weeks out. And, well, we might have something going on this weekend. We're going to find that out coming up in just a few minutes. As Patience Long joins us from the Center for the Arts, we'll be right back. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. 
This is David Kivenemi from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come in, take a look at the incredible display of instruments we have. Guitars, drums, keyboards, PA systems, just about anything you can think of for that musician in the family who maybe needs something a little special for Christmas this year. Come on by and see us at Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church in Murfreesboro, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. Welcome back into News Radio WGNS. As we get started now for our second half of the action line, we're joined with Patience Long from Center for the Arts. Patience, good morning. Good morning. How are we today? We're doing good. Doing right. good. So you were in the in the room there, heard us talking about uh, pet adoptions, and I think of all of our listeners or anything like me, I'm thinking. You know, and I, I said you got to do so responsibly. You got to you got to adopt responsibly. But every time I, I get to talking about dogs and kittens, I just want to go adopt them all. But uh, <laughs> anytime so I, I see a kitten, I want to adopt it. <laughs> right. So I'm going to have to work through that today. That's going to be in the back of my head for for the next uh, couple hours. But uh, well, thank you for coming in today. And I know I know we have. Uh, well, we're just going to kind of dive in. I know some yeah. things are changing, and the weather is going to get crazy this weekend. And yeah. uh, Rudolph was supposed to happen this weekend, but what do we know now? Okay, so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the actual musical based on the TV show, so a lot of the same characters and a lot of the same songs, is, ta- is taking place this weekend in Civic Plaza. We have a show tonight at 5. We've added a show at 7 p.m. Um, that should be opened up to the public probably in the next few hours we were allowing parents and ticket holders to go ahead and switch their tickets for the saturday morning shows because we had three scheduled for 10 12 and 3 and then the weather looks like it's going to rain in the morning so we're hoping to pull off a three o'clock show and if the weather stays nice we might add a five o'clock show so we're hoping to pull off four shows this weekend this is the number one reason I hate outdoor events and performances. You just not can't, you can control a lot, but you cannot control the weather. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, Patience, uh, thank you for coming in and chatting with us a few minutes this morning and uh, giving us a few minutes to talk about some of these things. Now, uh, we're going to try to add a show tomorrow, so if you're thinking about wanting to do this today and tomorrow, uh, keep an eye on the website and just yep. kind of just check it out maybe in an hour or two and, and wait for those tickets to come up. And uh, I know we mentioned last time you were on, uh, season ticket holders, you know, often, and this, you know, goes for... Uh, most things in this case is the season ticket holders will kind of get the first grab at it and then from there they become available so if you're a season ticket holder what do you need to know to so I will say the season ticket holders are totally different um group than people that want to come outdoors and watch a kid show so season ticket holders are welcome to purchase tickets but this is really for parents and you know people of young children or people that are young at heart um that want to see the beloved classic and you know it's getting harder and harder to participate in in holiday activities um because of the COVID. So this is one way that we were able to bring holidays to the community um, and have it be the safest possible because it is outdoors. We are social distance, you know, groups. Um, we are making sure you were in wearing masks to and from your seat. So, I mean, it's pretty safe. Um, and so we're happy we can bring it. I just wish the weather would cooperate a little bit more than it is right now. We're going to have our fingers crossed, knock on wood, say a prayer. We'll be uh, we'll be keeping that in mind. We'll speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if people want tickets, they just go to our website, like you said, www.borougharts.org. And as soon as we add shows or whatever, it'll pop up on the website. So just kind of keep checking that. And it, it's going to be a great, great event. We're not going to do it in the rain. So if it's, it's, if it's going to happen, it'll be in nice weather. You know. Yep. Uh, and I wanted to, you know, briefly, because uh, there's a couple things we wanted to cover here the uh, next 15 minutes. But... How was the uh, preparation for this show different than, than other shows? And I, I know there's a good story behind um, I this. I mean, there's so many. So Denise Parton, who's our director of education, she really needs to get all the props. You know, we decided to go. We have not been in-person classes since we closed in March. We said, you know what? We're going to follow Rutherford County School guidelines. They're back in school. We're going to try to do the same type of um, safety precautions. So we started up in October. Um, we decided to do two casts, limited to 20 each, because we could social distance them on stage. They wore masks in rehearsals, and if you can imagine trying to emote with just your eyes, kind of hard. Um, so they've, they've done all this, but like as we've gone, a lot of these kids are in school. So like Bobby Sue is there the first week, then uh, they're quarantined at school, so they're gone for two weeks. Okay, so then we um, had a little COVID-19 scare at the center with one of the um, teachers coming down with it. So then all the cast had to be quarantined for two weeks before tech week which is the week of the show so i mean and then as denise is doing the shows as as we speak we're getting emails from parents saying hey my kids at blackman they got quarantined hey my kid so they can't can't perform and it breaks our heart like these little kids that have been you know rehearsing since october not to be able to perform but i mean poor denise trying to figure out two casts with kids missing and they might be there today i mean it we always said if we get to december 11th and 12th we have done something right. We we have overcome many obstacles. And here we are, December 11th. And you know what? The weather's not going to get us. It's not going to get us. <laughs> I think I think today we're going to be in good luck there. I think we were, we were talking about it. It's supposed to get up in the 60s today and be nice and sunny. So uh, today should be a sure thing. And then that rain could just push off till Saturday night, Sunday. Sunday, we'll call it Sunday. And that would be a good thing. Exactly. So this afternoon, I'll be putting the 7 o'clock tickets on the website. So just kind of be looking for that. Um, so we definitely know tonight we're good. Tomorrow, we probably are going to be good for the 3 and 5, the way the weather looks now. Okay. Um, and, and you never know, it might honestly just all disappear and 10 and 12 are good. So we're just, you know, taking it one minute at a time here. Well, you know, I think with everything you guys have overcome in the last six weeks, a little bit of rain is, is probably third or fourth on the <laughs> yeah. list as far as, okay, do we have enough people to do this? Do we have a space to do well, this? Well, and the costumes. And the costumes. I mean, the, how do you do that abominable snowman? <laughs> so, I mean, it is, 
I mean, I've seen, I'm going out there today. It looks like a winter wonderland and I've seen pictures of the cast and it looks like the TV show I I, I grew up with. So I'm just so excited and thrilled to bring it to the community. And I'm, you know, visualizing these costumes with the mask on and, you know, it's kind of a a Frosty the Snowman with a mask. That's going to be one of them things you look back, you know, 30 years from now and see a picture of this and you'll say that was in 2020. Yeah. That was in 2020. Um, So that's going to be coming up this weekend. And then for folks who are looking for something a little closer to Christmas, you guys are going to be doing a stream. No rain can stop. This. No, this will be a This has thing. already been recorded. Wow. Yes, we recorded it at the end of November. It is It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. It features six artists, three of which, side note, are related. Two are married and one's the brother. Um, and they were social distance on our stage, and we did it the most safest way possible. And we're actually having now our editors edit it together and then we partnered with broadway on demand so on december 16th through the 20th there's four days you can go to borougharts.org click on it's a wonderful life tickets and it'll take you to a link that you can purchase your tickets they're 20 dollars per stream and while we decided on that number it's like you know what for me if i buy a stream i'm gonna have my whole family sit down and watch so it's actually twenty dollars for a whole family night of entertainment's not not so bad so it's twenty dollars a stream and you get to you get to download it and then you get to watch it one time between the 16th and the 20th um and we're really excited about it it is our first time trying to do live theater recorded <laughs> so and it's a good show and it's fun and the actors are amazing so we're really looking forward to bringing that to people too and so what was that like leading up and you said this was recorded in november so you guys were saying we're going to do a live show we're going to pre-record it it's going to stream live on the 16th through the 20th so yep. it's going to be the first time anybody's seen it uh what was that like how'd you come up with that idea what were the thought processes oh uh, well i think in? you know that ever since march when i've been coming on here we've been getting lots, lots of questions about hey when are you going to stream Disney Plus just did Hamilton. Can you do that? And the answer is yes, we can. You know, I want to pref- we're not Disney Plus and we're not Hamilton where I think they paid $75 million for the rights. So we are a local community theater with local talent. That actually is amazing. They're amazing talent. Um, and then with local, um, you know, videographers and editors. So we're going to do the best we possibly can. Um, but it's taken us a while to really understand the process and really some of these titles they just release for streaming so sometimes like with for instance matilda you know it's a big musical they're not going to allow streaming rights for that so it's to find the right musical and then find the right musical that fits with covid where it's not a large cast and how do you rehearse and how do you keep everyone safe so it's just so many questions and hurdles but you know we finally did it we finally overcame all those obstacles and i think we put together a really great package for our community only $75 million, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was all paid to Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- there's a lot that goes into that. Then you mentioned the cast size is important. You know, how can we do this? So you can't really choose any any play. you got to kind of choose one that would work for that and then find out what's available. And I'm sure there, it seems like there were lots oh, of filters that were, the, the list would get smaller and smaller. Yeah, and then once you find it, then it's like, well, who, who then has the streaming rights to it? So then you have to go with a completely different company who, by the way, are just doing this for the first time as well. And the person we work with was like, I just got trained. Hopefully we can do this together. So it's really, it's all new to all of us, to to people behind the scenes. I mean, it's all new and we're navigating it. And I really think, you know, as tough as it's been, I think some good's going to come out of it. I think it's awesome that we can show local live community theater to people at home, especially those that might not be able to get out as much. So I see this as if we do secure shows that do have streaming rights, I see it as a why not. 
So I think some good is going to come out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so lots going on there. We got the stream coming up the 16th through the 20th. We got Rudolph today and tomorrow. It's starting to feel like Christmas. It I love is. It. It's be- I would sing, but I can't. That's why I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, talk about some of the classes and some of the things in general that 2021 is going to show us. Um, I'm, I was talking off air with you, but. Uh, Christmas gifts, you know, people are thinking, well, yep. can we get somebody that's unique? You know, what, yep. maybe not the gift card, maybe not this or that. How about uh, some some classes? How about have an opportunity to learn and to grow if your kids are into theater, if that's something that they've talked about, or maybe you say, hey, let's give it a shot. Well, you know, theater is so good for young kids because it teaches them self-confidence. It teaches them teamwork. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of parents this session were so happy to put, I mean, our classes were sold out for the first time because they wanted a safe option for their child to come, especially, you know, if they're homeschooled or if they decided to homeschool. Um, so we're doing the same types of classes starting in January 11th. We're doing a production class, um, which the play is going to be Tuck Everlasting, which some of the younger folks will know that play and they'll love it. So it's a production class. It should be, we're going to do it somewhere in March. Um, we said we're not going to kind of pinpoint it right now until we kind of see where things are with COVID. Um, but we're going to perform that in March. We've got, you know, it's, I think it's called Mini Bots. We've got some little cute classes for five to eight-year-olds. Um, we've got acting classes. We've got musical theater classes, Umbrella Academy. I mean, there's lots of different things. And Denise, you know, our director of education, does a great job with figuring out what interest different ages and like umbrella musical academy like that's a big show on netflix right now so um we're hoping it brings some people in and you don't have to have any acting any theater experience it could be you just want to put your kid in something they haven't quite found their spot yet try us and as far as that goes, uh, how long do those classes last? What is the schedule like? I'm sure that has to, to play a part with school scheduling. Yep. And, you know, right now everything's scheduling is kind of crazy. So there's <laughs> always room for maneuvering. But in, in general, what would that schedule look like? Yeah, so we offer after-school classes from 430 to 630, Monday through Thursday. And each class um, meets on a different day. But I think our minis, we have two different days of classes. Um, and they last eight weeks, except the production usually goes a little bit longer because they need a little more time to rehearse on stage. Um, and, and we actually have um, weekly payment plans too for those parents like me who can't put out you know a large amount of some especially with three kids because I have the three kids um we offer scholarships too and so that's all on our website just go to borougharts.org and all the classes are listed the dates the times scholarship application all of that all questions should be answered from the website and if not you can call us 904 arts 615-904-2787 and we have a lot of people being able to answer your call monday through friday wonderful and then is there any gear floating around any center for the arts t-shirts hoodies hats i know you know earlier in the year when the um, when you guys were having people in and out more there'd be a, a souvenir or a, a there, merch tent we do have a merch merchandise but it's in our center which isn't really it's only open the offices but we will have merchandise out this weekend at rudolph um and then if you're interested in buying a mug or t-shirt or a blanket to support us just call our live person um 904-2787 we have someone answering the phone monday through friday nine to five and we will find a way to sell you that blanket and get it to you you know every dollar counts because we are a nonprofit and we're arts and you know we're struggling right now so it's important and you know shopping local this time of the year is, is so important and that's that's a great example and uh that, that's one of those gifts you get, and you know maybe if you have family out of town, they say, well, this is a cool shirt. This is a cool – where'd you find this at? And say, well, that's our local theater. I think those are the gifts that, yeah. that kind of stand out that people are like, well, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you we know, are open really Monday through Thursday, 10 to 2 in the offices. So if you do want to stop by and get the gift, you absolutely could come by, and we can sell it to you there. Wonderful. And then as far as gift cards and that go for future shows, yep. is that something you guys it are working on? It absolutely at? is, and that's actually what we're encouraging because people are always asking us, you know, this, what's happening with your season? When are you going to start up? And 
you know, we, we think we know, but then we don't. So a gift certificate um, you can buy, and it is no expression date. So we anticipate, so we stopped our 2020 season in March. Our goal is to start it back up whenever we're safely allowed to do so. One point someone said June, one point someone said in September. I have no idea at this point. We'll kind of see how things go. But once we are able to open up, you can then use your tickets for the shows you've already bought or your season tickets. And then you can use the gift cards you purchase. So that would be a great way to support the center and a local nonprofit arts organization, as well as giving the gift of Life Theater whenever it's safe to do so. Well, a lot of options and a lot to check out on that website. If you could remind us the website name, uh, Times for Rudolph, and the Wonderful Life uh, schedule. Sure. So www.boroartsorg. So boroughartsorg It has all the information. We have Rudolph going on right now at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock show. The 7 o'clock show will show up to the public on our website later this afternoon. We have... Three shows scheduled for Saturday, but we're thinking maybe the mornings might not work, so we definitely are going to try the 3 o'clock and possibly a 5 o'clock show. We have It's a Wonderful Life radio play, um, streaming December 16th through the 20th. Tickets are $20 for your entire family for download. And then we have our children's classes starting the week of January 11th. Um, Check out our website for all the classes and the times. And that's going to be Denise doing the children's classes? Yes, Denise Partner, Director of Education, who is directing Rudolph and has overcome some major obstacles to make this happen will also be teaching your child in January. Well, you and Denise are rock stars. I, I you know, I, I think if anybody could could pull this off and just keep pushing forward, it's you guys. You guys are uh, kind of getting a reputation for that. Now that <laughs> now that I've had John a couple times, it says, okay, what's what's the next thing we're going to overcome? And, yeah. and you know, here you are. You guys are ready to go. And you know, the wonderful life has already been recorded, and that's ready to go in uh, just a month and a couple days. Yeah, so. we're really lucky. We have great 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 staff that that are pulling together that aren't giving up, and we're not going to give up, and we'll still be here after the, this pandemic is over. The show will go on. show will go on is our motto, yep. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Patience. Any final thoughts this morning before we let you go? No, just, you know, we also have an art gallery that's online. Just visit our website. Everything we're doing is on there, borougharts.org. You can also make a year-end gift if you're so led to do that. Um, we do rely on community support. And I want to give a shout-out to Middle Tennessee Electric, who is sponsoring It's a Wonderful Life. So community donations, corporate donations, really... They, that's the reason why we're still here. Um, so thank you for those that have given. And if you're interested in supporting Life Theater, just go to our website and you can donate right there. All righty. Fantastic. 8.57 the time, just a few minutes from the Truman Show. So we're going to kick that off at the top of the hour. And Rutherford Issues still to come this morning. Patience, uh, you guys have an awesome rest of your weekend. Thank Happy you. holidays. Happy and, holidays. Uh, hopefully be seeing you out here this weekend and uh, checking for those tickets. And a wonderful life. Just a month and a couple days available on stream. You nailed it. Watch it with your family. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, that could be a, a good memory to have so yep all righty we'll be back in just a few minutes guys thank you so much for joining us a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know a place we saw the lights turn low the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts two turntables and a microphone bottles and cans and just clap your hands or just clap your hands where's that If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett, it's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. The Doug Young Educator of the Month from News Radio, WGNS, and City Tile and Floor Covering Spotlights.